0: What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle f- for the Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast, Episode Ten, Double Digits. Paul, we're in double digits. <laughs> so Didn't ca- think we'd ever get this far. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought we'd be cancelled by now, or someone would uh, get we cancelled or deleted. But um, well, it worked with Twitter, and anyway, but um, sure we we'll get to Episode Ten, Paul, and it's uh, I thought I thought to uh, commemorate the, the first ten episodes, we'll do a Q&A and A uh, and Uh, to be fair put it we're recording this quite late half 11 at night um i put a post up at half two on facebook asking for questions and he's delivered in in force i've managed to pick 10 out uh, in total over the um all the all the socials and everybody got involved on all three of the socials as well which is good to see it's good to see the interaction building up on all them and just a daily basis talking about the tune it's not the best a com- uh, topic of conversation at the minute Newcastle with all the shit that's going on, but uh, we do appreciate you sticking with we with, uh, through the oh, through the depressing time that is being a Newcastle United fan. But um, yeah, these questions are mainly football related as well with the way football's going at the minute, <laughs> uh, especially on a Newcastle point of view with the long summer and stuff. It's uh, yeah legacies like before it's a long conversation, but. Um, Paul, if uh, you if you've got nothing to say regarding the the first couple of weeks and hitting episode ten, we'll uh, we'll head into the podcast. But do you got anything to say?
1: Yeah, I'm just um, I've been blown away to be honest, Carl. But some of the messages we've received from all over the world—some really really kind stuff. Um, you know, it, it it does mean a lot. We do genuinely, you know, care. We're trying to re- you know we try and respond to every single one that we get in um like i say there's lots of different choices out there at the moment and there's lots of other people jumping on the bandwagon there's different people uh coming to the party who weren't ever at the party before and there's obviously the long established ones as well so we appreciate the fact there's lots of choice out there and we thank you for obviously you know picking us for choosing us um because you don't have to and uh yeah i'm i'm very pleased that we've got to double digits and uh, let's hope it's onwards and upwards up towards um, triple figures next. That's the next target. Like you say, as long as nobody hacks us or does anything uh, untoward like that and a bit naughty and a bit uh, spiteful and a bit, uh, you know, whatever, we should uh, hopefully hopefully get there. There'll be plenty to talk about over the course of the season. Uh, hopefully lots of highs, not too many lows, because we've had enough of them already. Um and hopefully lots of good talking points, talking about goals, incidents, uh, match wins, cup runs, finals, all of these great, uh, great things. But uh, yeah, it's been a really good, solid start. We've enjoyed it Um lots more to come. And, um, you know, it's one of the things when we decided to go ahead with Magpie 24-7, just that ability just to discuss Newcastle with a smile on our faces uh, creatively go where we want to. Uh, you know, we've obviously had other people from across the world join us as well. We've had guests on the podcast as well. We're keen to continue that. Uh, you know, that trend onwards and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, one hundred
1: percent. And uh, there's intro. There is intros coming very, very shortly. There is a few, uh, a few bells and whistles. Um, that will be, you know, coming. You know, on board. To help, uh, you know, improve things and uh, you know get things up to what you know what other people are, are doing and everything. Uh, and as ever, if you've got any critiques, if you've got any suggestions for improvements, things that you'd like to hear on the uh, on the podcast, then get in touch. Magpie 247 at Outlook.com. You messages across all the social medias. All of our messages are open. And like I said and touched upon a little bit earlier, we do try and respond to every single message. Uh, Obviously, the comments, the community and everything else like that, we do try and and get around. So if there's something you think, you know, I wish they were doing this, I wish they were saying this, I wish they were talking about the other, Um, or, you know, I think they'd be really good at uh, whatever, then get in touch. You know, nothing's off-limit. There's no area sort of that we won't go to and talk about. So, yeah, message in.
0: I, um, I couldn't have pulled better myself, Paul, but we'll get... Cracking into the ten questions that I've picked, and um, we're actually going to do a standalone podcast regarding the striker situation. But with the questions that you've uh, sent in, a lot of them are striker related, so I thought we'd just uh, would stretch this this uh, this one out a little bit longer. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, Carl, it's
1: a, it's a shame we can't go back in a time machine and nick some of the class strikers that we've had in the past. You know, like Supermark and uh, Alan Shearer and the likes. It would be fantastic. We've had some cracking strikers haven't we in the past
0: like fantastic number nines it's a pity on the day well on current day we don't have a, a number nine as good as a Super Mac or or and Andy cole or um Ma- there? I was gonna say Malcolm McDonald again but I didn't um Huey Gallagher <laughs> uh, jumped in jumped
1: in white
0: you know we've got great, great well he was a number nineteen technically but we've had some great um right. great centre forwards down the years but we'll get going into the questions in the first one is from uh, a familiar, a familiar face, um, or a, fi- a, f- a familiar mouth as with audio, but um, it's from <laughs> Old Shepard, who's um, currently a member of Newcastle Fans TV, and uh, me and Paul do get on very well, phone very canny lad. He's had a uh, he's had he's, he's okay. had a rough year one, and um, I've I've su- we've tried to support him best way we can through through his difficult time as because uh, he is a Bournemouth of native. Bourm of Glory lad. He must be got out of the, <laughs> the relegation. Um in the last couple of weeks he must be devastated at his at wars of a year. But um nah, he's a top lad Owen. Got a lot of time for the lad. But his question anyway, what was it like to leave NFTV and how has it been starting a new project? Well, thanks wow. for your question, mate. But um Yeah, thanks for
1: putting what... us on the spot.
0: <laughs> Just a little bit. But yeah. um in, well, since the first podcast, we try to explain in no better term, well, in the best terms that we could, the f- how we're left and and why we're left and what and what we want to achieve here. But in the first four weeks, um, Sam, who's also a member of NFTV, sent us a message on every given week. Have I regretted it? And um, the answer has always been the same. I don't regret it. Um, I think me and Paul have made the the right decision in in leaving NFTV to to pursue what is Magpie 24 seven. I, I, I don't know. I just, I can't really put my finger on it, my proper response to it, but I, I really enjoy the, the, the new challenge and um, just interacting with people like I normally was on the Facebook page for NFTV, but on multiple platforms Enjoying creating content all and it, it all being on my, mine and Paul's shoulders, you know, and having that, having that responsibility directly and, and with how, everything's came, came to the front with, within the first month hitting 4,000 in total across the board, a uh, thousand on Twitter twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Instagram's, Instagram's doing okay. We, we've got a, a few, like a lot of listeners on, on this, on, on Spotify as well. Even taught, even getting hammered <laughs> in messages to start up a YouTube channel as well. There's loads of, there's loads to talk for that. Um, which is probably this. It's actually one of the questions coming up, but um, you know, it's been a it's been a really good month, Paul, hasn't it?
1: It has. Um, I'm just going to put this shovel and this spade to one side because I don't want to dig any holes or have anybody twist any of my words or you know pretend that he said that or anything like that. But uh, purely on Magpie 24 seven, I will concentrate on. Uh, I've loved the entire process it's been a lot of work you know a lot of spare work getting things right getting graphics introductions done getting uh the flow of everything established and uh you know and, and whatnot uh, we've had to learn you know as, as we've gone along because obviously twitter and facebook and instagram have three totally different um entities you know social media uh, platforms and obviously our our expertise and our experience if you will has been on certain areas previously so it's a case of taking what we've learned before and then just picking things up as, as we've gone along obviously the twitter thing was a little bit frustrating you know we got it up to a certain level then there was a situation with it so we've had to redo the twitter side of it but very quickly everybody is, is rallied around and we appreciate that uh and i've said before it's a bit like you know a new building site there's going to be sawdust and this that and the other kicking about but i feel it's gone as well as it, you know it could do way better probably than what we expected um you know to be sitting here after a month with over what four thousand two hundred uh four thousand three hundred maybe um yeah. people following you know the um, the podcast doing really really well with regards to uh, listeners numbers and stuff and interactions and the messages um, and it it does take you know does take you back and um, to see that we mean something to lots of people and our effort is uh, and our hard work is appreciated does mean an awful awful lot but yeah it's been good fun it's been a good laugh uh I feel a hundred percent like re energized, recharged for the for the new project. Um you know, you, you miss you miss like the banter with some of the, you know, the, the lads and stuff that you would speak to all of the time. But now obviously you might just speak to once you know once twice a week or whatever. Um but lots of doors have been open, Kyle. We've had messages from people we haven't spoken to for ages and ages and ages and again kind words of them offers of support of them you know cross promotions um you know people wanting to come onto the podcast people saying are you free to come onto our podcast are you free to come onto our youtube videos all of that great great stuff so yeah it's been absolutely fantastic and um yeah i've I've enjoyed enjoyed the hard work i've enjoyed the interacting I, i love engaging with the entire. Uh, Newcastle United support and community and obviously we've all had this fight about sort of unity and everything so it's tied in at the exact same time with the message of unity from the NUST Uh, so again that has been something we've been able to get our teeth into and support uh, totally but uh, yeah as as first months go fantastic and you know we we compare it to what we've done previously um, and the growth and everything else compared to what we've done before It's been, um, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable. But I think it's been fantastic for all parties uh, concerned, obviously, with regards to our our situation. um, It's been, you know, really, really positive to see everybody doing, you know, lots of fantastic, good, new stuff, edgy stuff, trying out new things um so yeah the, i mean the more good content that there is out there discussing newcastle talking about newcastle making a noise about newcastle the the, the better
0: the yeah, absolute better 100 percent. yeah i mean i've said it many a time before and i'll say it again it's like it doesn't matter what flag you stand under uh we're all under the umbrella that is newcastle united do you know what i mean so yeah it's one of them i mean thanks one for your question but the the project, mate, is going absolutely fantastic. Uh, for the first month, and I uh, have no regrets. But uh, yeah, mate, Chaz yeah, will you know. uh, speak to you when you next uh, come up in Newcastle, whenever that may be, with this coronavirus stuff. But uh, see so you soon, mate. I've still got them tops for you. Don't, um, don't, don't forget that. Don't um, be buying any of the tops anytime soon. uh that you. Uh, don't get any Bournemouth of top doing? It, uh, <laughs> no, just to clarify, it's not a Bournemouth of top. It's um. Do you remember when um? We we'll changed kit through Virgin Media in the middle of the season. Uh, oh, to, the signature ah. uh, Virgin money. It's the kit just before that. It's the last Northern Rock top, oh, um, and I've got it in like I've got it in like a, a smaller size from when I first like bought it because obviously I was like twelve <laughs> when it fit me. So like I've still got it, and I just um it, I, I knew one wanted wanted the top, and he was looking about eBay and stuff, and um I knew I had it, so it's there. Uh, I thought I'd just give him the top, but uh, that's me, M- good natured me, everyone. But, um, just for for your question, mate, and we'll move on to the Aye next question, which is another friend of uh former accompanist, which is 40. And he simply asks, Why aren't there any visuals on the podcast? It's a weirdly worded question, 40. sounds a bit robotic, but um, no, we we'll love you, 40 in all seriousness. Um, ah, uh, he's a great was, lad,
1: 40, like, great it, lad. keep it
0: to. The, the the first part the first podcast will try to explain that there was a lot of competition on uh, on YouTube and we wanted to try and stand out in a different kind of way. However, since then, there's been several new podcasts, um, so it the, it's kind of filling up again on on the Spotify side as well. So, who knows? YouTube might make an appearance within the next year or so. Um, it is something we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at because. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right, and we want to do it differently because I'm not like I've spoke about this to Paul privately, but there's a lot of content on NFTV with the same titles and the same the same kind of thing. So if we're gonna if we're gonna pursue this kind of content and go onto YouTube, I would want to do it slightly differently, I know it's hard with um with like obviously you're talking about the same ninety minutes of football, but. Just a just a different format and a different layout because I, I wouldn't the last thing I'd want to be accused of is for if, if I was to jump on a jump on YouTube and start doing videos again. Last thing I'd want to be accused of is copying someone or or, or some or some stupid thing like that. So whatever we going to do YouTube, mate, it will be done differently. Um, it is something we're looking at, but it isn't in the short term. I will say that we're probably looking at maybe next year, maybe next season, but um. Yeah, Paul, if there's anything you want to regarding the YouTube. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously it was something that we enjoyed. We enjoyed the process and, you know, creating videos and learning new things and editing and all this sort of thing. It was things that we picked up over the time, and we've, you know, certainly got the expertise to be able to do it and stuff, but you're quite right. There's lots of really good, uh, you know, alternative stuff out there. There's different things for different tastes. Um you know, there's different brands, and um, it's a very crowded environment. I think we've got to be different. Obviously, I've got me um, man in a van view from the van uh, videos that uh, I do, which I've continued on because a lot of people have asked <laughs> about them. When I just I'm random in between work and in between jobs, as as I'm traveling and stuff, so I'll continue to do them. Uh, but I think we'd have to find our own niche, and our own way. Uh, that we feel comfortable with and then be also confident of getting it up to the required standard because obviously we take a lot of pride in everything that we do. So obviously we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, we've um, got Facebook and um, if they weren't up to the standards that we set of ourselves then we wouldn't do it. If they weren't our own unique way of presenting stuff and doing stuff you know, and strongly opinionated and this, that, and the other, then we wouldn't do it. So, again, it's a case of finding something that will work for us. So, again, you're not accused of copying in particular formats or styles or presentations or anything like that. So it's unique to Magpie 24-7. So that's where we come about and we say, um, you know, if you want to communicate with us, if there's something that you want us to do, if there's something that you think that we could do, more or differently or this that and the other then tell us message us email us magby 24 7 at outlook.com uh you know for a cheap plug there let us know and then we can be putting the building blocks in you know in place yeah to be able to do this stuff in the future but it's got to be when the time is right uh you know when we built up the rest of the social media so there's a good platform there uh and then there's a good like audience you know for it all because although you know, 4,000, what, 200, 4, people is, is a lot, and it's a fantastic month. You you need a bigger platform to be able to uh, to launch YouTube, um, you know, and to be able to um, do what we want to do. I mean, we've both, I think, got ideas about where we could go with it and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: But it would be wrong to rush in and to do something that isn't up to the standards that me and you yeah. set.
0: We're we want to really get happy with it. We want to get stuff yeah. right with the podcast first, don't we? Like, add, like, exactly little, little things like mentioned before, like intros and, in and stuff. We're just looking for the right one. We've came across a couple of um prototypes and that, but there's just a couple that we liked and didn't like, and you know, it's, it's just we're just messing about with it. We think it's fine for now, but we obviously want to improve it and get it better, and you know, so yeah. so obviously it's 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 easier on that, yeah, because obviously you kind of see we hope well in the next year you will because. Basically, what we'll do is we'll we'll put the po- podcasts on YouTube so we can keep this going as well. Because one thing yeah, I've really we enjoy,
1: we enjoy one, these. It's just like you know, yeah, right, it's I just a conversation we normally have anyway. So yeah, it's just exactly. a case of doing that but having it, you know,
0: recorded. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I I do really enjoy the podcast inside of it. Um, learn learn like learn a couple of things and and like yeah, I, I do. I really enjoy the podcast inside because at the end of the day, if we weren't if we weren't podcasting, it would just be voice noting each other this this shit in anyway. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um the visuals on the podcast forty. It's a it's a long term project that one, but uh, stick with, with Make sure you like one all social medias and like one Spotify and stuff, and uh, you'll know when that'll be. But uh, on favorite term 100 percent man. But um Mark Marco sent in on Twitter. Um, I didn't but i i wasn't keen on the question um it's a bit it's a bit of an insult to, to fans who are not of a Newcastle. cost weren't born in newcastle but the question goes why is it only the opinions of fans who live in newcastle seem to matter and those fans who live elsewhere don't now for me my time on nftv my time now it's like some of the praise we've got from, from Magpie 24-7 in the early days, like we've had praise from Denmark, we've had praise from from all over the gaff, Paul. And um, one thing for me is, like, I've I've noticed over the years is how much football unites people. And Newcastle does that as well. I mean, it unites people all over the world. I mean, people from Chile watch where people from Australia watch were. I mean, I'm sitting in my room now in North Shields and you're sitting in, in your house in um, Spenny, you know, quite local in Newcastle. Yeah, people want to listen to her from Denmark, from from Poland, from United States, from Australia. And the the topic of, of conversation in Newcastle United, do you know what I mean? So for me, that unites was people. It doesn't matter if nationality, sexuality, race, whatever. Whatever, make, whatever you feel. That's make the amazing
1: people. thing about football, isn't it? it you know it, what I
0: mean? It doesn't it, matter. Exactly, mate. It's a, it it's something to unite with. That is people, regardless of what you think, might make you different in any any form of society. When you're a part of Newcastle United, as cringy and as cheesy as it sounds, you're part of a family. Do you know what I mean? So, I I completely disagree with it. I mean, I, I get the the stigma behind it because obviously I've heard we've heard in the past. Oh, if you're not from an NA postcode, you don't you know you haven't got, you don't matter. Do you know what I mean? And it's like I've
1: had, the, I've had that rammed down my throat, Kyle, tons it, of times. You know what I mean. And and mm-hmm. I, then you've got people who like live in Gateshead, for example, or you know the surrounding areas. And you're like, well, you don't live in Newcastle as well. So wait, 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 you're you spouting. It's it's irrelevant. If you if you've got that bug and if you've got that connection to Newcastle United, I don't care whether you live on the moon. I don't care whether you live in America, South America, Africa. Uh, Australia. Anyway, you can live in Sunderland for all I you know care really. You're a Newcastle supporter, so you're just you're just the same as me. We share a connection, a passion about something, and we want the best for that. Uh, you know, for that for that club, we want the best. Um, so yeah, I, I, I share your point, and I, I get what you you know the questions about and stuff. But certainly here, Magpie twenty four seven. It doesn't matter where you're from your yes, opinion
0: I mean, is I mean.
1: and, and, we, and we'll disagree over stuff we'll have different point of views and this that and the other because we come from different experiences and this that and the other but at the end of the day there's always um, a respect there we'll always have a laugh and a crack on and a debate some banter about it Um, but yeah postcode is pretty pretty irrelevant it's, it's to okay. me it's more about your connection and the passion you've got for the club and the banter and you know that that feeling of, of connection. And you're right, you can go anywhere in the world. I mean, I was down in South Yorkshire recently. You see Newcastle shirts all over. I went, I worked down there in a school for a number of years. The amount of kids I converted over to like being Newcastle supporters and parents would come up and they'd be like, oh, you, you've cost me bloody forty, fifty quid here for a shirt, new shirt, and scarves and hat. And you'd see the kids coming in and the newcastle stuff and you know just spreading the gospel um but no matter where you go i mean i've been i remember going to uh to creek and somebody was trying to buy the shirt off my back newcastle shirt um been all over the world and you know like tunisia places like that and you recognize all over people come up and they'll talk about newcastle and they'll talk about some of the great memories great events great players place from that neck of the woods, you know, like talking to somebody in Crete about Nico Stabizas. Yeah. It's just random conversation. I wouldn't have had that conversation if we didn't have that 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 thing in common, that love, that passion for Newcastle, you know. So it's a it's a a, a lovely thing that all brings us back together, and it yeah. comes back to that thing that we were saying before about unity and and putting like silly little things that don't matter. To one side, like postcodes or like where you, you know, live or whatever. It's yeah, it's one of them. It's all about it's all about the the club. It's coming underneath that umbrella of Newcastle United. That's what matters.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's I get I get the stigma. I do because th- there are some fans that will go, "Oh, you're not from Newcastle," and they kind of dismiss your opinion because you're not from there. Yeah, it, whatever. It's just a case of ignoring them. you know what i mean like especially in the modern age where social media is a thing and you know everybody has an opinion do you know what i mean so it's like just uh, those that say it are are wrong just stick to what you do because for everyone that says who doesn't care about your opinion there'll be 99 who who do care and they Mm. have the same kind of thought as us but um Magpie 24-7 will we'll want to be a beacon for regardless of... Um, it's community, whatever, mate. Uh, yeah, community. Because we're all united under the same umbrella, like I said before, then uh, Newcastle United and that's the way it'll always be you know, on Magpie 24-7 for damn sure. So, um, if you're listening, Marco, um, and I think he commented he's from South Wales and it's like, yeah, that's so, it's it's one of them. Do you know what I mean? It's not a, It's not a... It's not a major problem You support Newcastle You know what I mean If you go to home games You're travelling Miles to come and see Newcastle Which is amazing dedication I mean I've been yeah. down the Cardiff once And it, it, it's a trek It's, it's one hell of a trek, it, yeah. trek to, um, to get onto the south coast of Wales But um, for you to make that That kind of Commitment to to watch Newcastle home and away, and even the people across the other side of the world, Australia. They have to go up at four in the morning to watch Newcastle. Much have to get up four o'clock in the morning. You, you have to be at work. Look at Chris. Look at Chris when when he yeah. flew in.
1: you know, coming from Australia all the way over to to, to England to watch Newcastle play uh, just for that purpose. I mean, I, I know, like I, I touched on before, when I lived down uh, in South Yorkshire for uh, what best part of a decade and didn't make me any less of a Newcastle supporter because all of a sudden i was living and working you know 90 mile away uh, 100 mile away or whatever it it doesn't change anything it's irrelevant like you say like i said before it's all about the community that's what we're here about on magpie 24 7 it's all about the community uh it doesn't make it any more or less of a supporter the further that you are away you know um so i think anybody who says that that you know, says that it does or says that because they live in the city, they get the connection more. I mean, that says more about them and the type of person they are than anything else. Um, but, yeah, it's, it wouldn't be something that I'd um, like agree with. It's 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 wrong. I mean, what we joke on, hashtag DL16, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, having a laugh laughing a, a joke on and stuff like that, you know, it takes me 35, 40 minutes to get in to uh to home games you know uh when i was living down in barnsley i went when we were down in the championship you know for the 2-0 um and like that obviously that that took me about two three minutes to get to at the time all my friends family colleagues i work with all in the home stands how i'm sitting there in the way stands (laughs) Uh, it doesn't make me any less of a supporter you know, I I I was still sitting there
0: singing, still there. And the you with two fingers up I whole ball. Yeah,
1: you was <laughs> no, still giving it large. Still, tears rolling down my face when when the when the goals are going in and stuff like that. The pressure, I felt the pressure big time when you were down there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, don't don't let anybody tell you that you don't get it because you're not in any one poor You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, Newcastle United is a global thing. We've got supporters around the world, just do a search on Twitter. Look at the supporter clubs at, like, um, well, all over the U.S. They've got one in every major, you know, city. You name it, they've got one there. You, there's a South American one. There's a uh, supporters uh, club in Brazil. There's supporters clubs down in Australia. So, you know what I mean? We yeah. are a global uh, and well-supported, uh, you know, football club. And I respect everybody 100%. from every corner of the globe uh, who supports the same team that I do.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, mate. And I, I hope that answers your question, Mark, and I hope it, Mark, and I hope it gives you some, um, some hope that uh the regards to where you're from, that world united by Newcastle United. But uh, we'll move on to the first of two questions from Steve, and this is actually the first football-related question. So, um. Aye, the first one is Ryan Brewster from Liverpool. Now, the striker situation. We've got a couple of couple of um, striker related questions. Since um, the fully fit Gail in, and in, well in shape oh. Gail picked up an injury and is out until Christmas. So, um, well done, Steve Bruce. <laughs> not not a Woodhouse. There's But um Rian Brewster from Liverpool, mate, I think would be a welcome addition. Did really well at Swansea last season. He's quick. Uh he's good at getting in behind of the defence. Uh has a has a natural talent, I think. And I think he's more than just the the under seventeens World Cup win that he did for England. So, for me, I think it'll be like any on uh, all the strikers on this list I'd be interested in somewhere or another. Because when you compare them to Joel Linton, no disrespect to Joel Linton, but I know we've spoke about in past podcast. he deserves another six months and he deserves another chance. And if we let him go, we'll be letting him go too early. But I'm not going to shy away from that. He needs support, he needs help. So, Raymond Brewster, um, Newcastle's a similar type of club to Liverpool, in fact, in the fact that it's a, it's a goldfish ball. Goldfish bowl, The 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 fans adore the club or religious about the club, um, get very upset about the club if something goes wrong, um. So for me, Rian Brewster would be a a good, true little sign for uh, for Newcastle. I'd put uh like a buy-in clause as well because with the likes of David um, in there and with been linked as well, you know, with, with um they've been linked with Sancho, they've been linked with Messi, they've been linked with everyone. Liverpool, any world-class striker, they've been linked with. So, Rian Brewster might be a long, longer-term thing than people realise if want to bring him in. Have you seen Bruce, uh, much of Brewster's, uh, Paul?
1: I haven't, no. Um, to be fair, I've seen bits of him. and obviously done bits and bobs of research when he became linked to Newcastle just to learn a bit more about him. Um, what I would say... Is from my perspective, and I've talked about this a few times on a few of the podcasts. I would like to see some proven um, goal scoring class sport because I think for too many times we rolled the dice and, you, and, and it proves that, you know, with some of the signings that we've made, you can't always, you know, for every ASM, you sign a Christian Atsu. You know, for every Miggy, you're going to sign somebody like Remy Cabela. Do you know what I mean? So you you can't you can't do that. And I've looked at some of the strikers that were out there and available. Um, and there's some interesting I mean interesting uh, statistics. And there 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 is options out there. Uh, you know if we were to sign this young lad, I think we should sign. We we need to sign two strikers because let's face it, Moodoo was off. Made
0: yeah. Was someone off. else would need to come in on top of him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I wouldn't bring him, Re and Bruce. That, like, rely relying him for next season. I just think that the... be. A- uh, uh, yeah, because I've heard
1: me. people talking about the lad from Liverpool <laughs> and taking a um, taking a, another punt on Ivan Tony or somebody like that. And I just you can't do it. With the greatest of respect, he's done really well at Peterborough, but did he look like he was able to do it at Newcastle? I'm not. I'm not so sure. We're nice. going to bank three million quid from his transfer to Brentford because Brentford are spending ten million pound. Everybody just take that in for a second. They are splashing ten million quid in the in the, in the championship.
0: Yeah, to be fair though, mate, he didn't Tony didn't get a chance at Newcastle. He's one of these many forwards, and we'll probably have a similar situation with Moodoo now, where he's seen it's not physical enough, he's seen it's not good enough, and Kenny just gets fobbed out and we got rid of him for next to nothing. And he's going to a high end championship team, probably should have been a Premier League team for 10 million, and they're gonna look to him to get them up next season, get them promoted. So uh, I think Ivan Tony didn't get a fair crack of the whip and it was a season where we're top goal scorer again, had only nine goals with Mitrovic. And I think Tony, although the Newcastle move was too soon for him, I think it showed in the long run we should have kept him, we should have lent him yeah, out here and there. And, you know, I think, I think we'll miss the boat with, with Toney. Um, look, look,
1: what, look what Chelsea do look what Chelsea do, they stockpile the best young talent and they loan them out time and time and time again and just when you think they're ready for the first team, they loan them out one more time and then they'll be able to bring them back in, so you've got like an Abraham or you've got a a Mount and they seem to be able to
0: Sorry? Uh, Victor Moses before he left, like Chelsea loan loan players and loan players and then when the timing's right, the player, the more, sometimes will wait a bit too long. Even Loftus-Cheek, Um, I know he's been injured as of late, but like these players are going out on loan. They're getting necessary experience. And then there's a crossroads point where they either get rid of the player or the, are or in the first team. And yes, at Chelsea, with the transfer ban, it obviously helped a lot of players' careers. But at the same time, those that are good enough have made it. I mean, look at Reese James, uh, look at Tamori. Um, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, there's a lot of good players that have came through with Chelsea, so yeah, I, I would like the same kind of um, thing at Newcastle, however, there's not, <laughs> sadly, we haven't got the that, that luxury because of the race. There's regime. no
1: forward thinking, is there?
0: But, um, there's no forward thinking. I would like to answer Steve's first question. I would definitely take Ryan Brewster from the buckle. However, I would want to sign a more experienced head alongside him.
1: Yeah, um, I'd agree.
0: The second question from Steve is um, Darlow or Gillespie to start the season? Um, it's a really good question, this one, um, because Steve Bruce. Failed to announce until the Slovakian boss, um, announced yeah. Debravka's going to be out between seven and eight weeks. Fantastic! we well, player play the season is out, and uh, the, the fully in shape gale is uh, is out until Christmas. So, that's you,
1: great. you, United, not communicating. Are you sure?
0: You, <laughs> it, is that a typo or something? It's, it's that same club, Paul. I mean, I, I know it's hard to believe that there's no, it is that is hard, that is hard team, to believe. But, I. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 Debrav got out for 78 weeks and we'll have to rely on we're sub-goalkeepers to, to start the season and who it's would a kick in the
1: bollocks mate is what it is
0: Um, it's, it's, I know kicking the bollocks, huh? in my player ratings video we're kind of slated Darlow um, he didn't get his chance and when he did get his chances in the Cups he wasn't fantastic but who do you go for do you go for a more experienced head in Premier League terms in, in Carl Darlow or do you go for for Gillespie and I think Gillespie's played more first team football over um, the last couple of years, in particular, and I think he played in the in the friendly just being played uh, against Crew. Made one hell of a save as well, five yards. I out. did,
1: didn't he? We
0: got down with him. Um, a a, a lard as well. You know what? Bollocks! It. I'll put uh, I'll put Mark Gillespie in. Um, I know to uh, uh, probably dollars a safe ahead. I do realise that, but. Um, let Mark Gillespie have his dream. You know what I mean? Let him play uh, in goal for a couple of weeks for Newcastle and see what see what he can do. Because at the end I, of the I, day, I
1: think if you did that, though, Kyle, in all honesty, you're going to piss Darlow off. And, yeah, he's going to want to be out the door faster he than... Anyway. He's in his last I mean,
0: year. I think, oh.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's in his last year. But uh, I think if you're t- to do that when he's waited so patiently, I, I don't... I think he's got a mint chant. I love Carl Darlow's chant. I love seeing the long it. But as a goalkeeper, I don't necessarily rate him. I haven't seen enough of Gillespie. The last time I watched him play, barring the highlights of the win over Crew, was the game. After, I'm sure it was in the League Cup, and I'm sure it was against Liverpool. Um, yeah, it was it FA Cup? I knew it was in some sort of cup competition. Um, obviously, any ex Newcastle connections. I saw that game there. I was quite impressed what I saw against Crew, but it is against Crew. Um, I think you've got to go for as much experience and he will have that connection with the defence. I'd probably stick with Carl Darlow because he's got that that history with the defence that's playing in front of him. Um, There's not a great deal in between it. It does make uh, the bum twitch thinking about which one of these two to put in because the thing is, we score so very few goals that if we gift goals away, or if the goalkeeper isn't up to the same standard, um and we do concede more you know more often than we would do if Dobradka was playing, that puts an amazing pressure on us because last season we scored what 38 goals in 38 games. So if we concede one, what's the likelihood of us of scoring two to be able to win the game? And the answer is probably not very high. Um so that does make me worry. <sighs> When I see Darlow play it, some of his um, his shot stopping and his positioning, it infuriates well, he's, me at he's times. Really poor. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here now and I'm getting quite irked by some of the cup displays last season. I'm thinking about them, but I just think out of the two, Gillespie's a little bit of an unknown. I need to see more of him. So I think the sensible decision would be to start, uh, you know, Carl Darlo, Um the defense see a goalkeeper that they used to, that probably gives them a bit of a confidence boost. Um, you're not throwing a, a player in a deep end as such who hasn't played much football with the defenders in front of him. Um, but it's far from ideal because we are a better side. I know he has the odd rake, Martin Dubravka, but we are a better side when he is in. He saved us more times than Batman, Superman. Uh, and anybody else you'd like to throw in to the equation? He saved us more times. Um, if it wasn't for him and ASM and Miggy, I think we would have been down last season. Dubravka was an amazing part of the Newcastle machine, um, and despite scoring a pitiful, pathetic amount of goals, we still stayed up, and that was down to the defence at the heart of that defence is a magnificent goalkeeper. So, yeah, just a shame that Newcastle can't communicate with the fans once more, though, uh, Kyle. It really pisses me off when we've got to find out of the international manager that our goalkeeper's injured, you know, when we've got to find out by Sky Sports presenters that Dwight Gill's uh, fucked for the rest of the year. That pisses me right off because um, the communication from our football club is dog shit and oh, there's it, it no sign of getting better every year you get Charlie comes out and he goes I'll communicate more and all this sort of shit it's it's just bullshit. more lies and then you know that he's, he's lying because he's, he's clapping his gums I'll communicate more he never does um, and I don't think again Steve Bruce has covered himself in glory not coming out not communicating with the fans not letting the fans know at a time that he knows the fans are going through hell and we have gone through hell recently communicate with us what's happening in our football club what's happening with transfers The 16 days left and what's happening with injuries and stuff like that if there's major injuries then the club should be telling the supporters so once again it's um it's an own goal isn't it
0: yeah we but, but, an, but answer uh the last of steve's questions uh Gillespie. Um, I'd go with Gillespie, Paul go with Darlow. I hope I hope it's not a t- um a cover-up typo and Steve Bruce looking for advice on which goalkeeper to start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Large that wouldn't surprise people. me, the
0: blog's fucking clueless. <laughs> but uh, we'll move nice, on.
1: Nice, blog, but he's fucking <laughs> clueless, like
0: <laughs> it's uh it two people asked the same question. Uh Daniel Duncan, who comments on my stuff a lot, and uh, and Anthony as well. Um but uh, the question goes we all know the the glaring holes that need filling within the squad but how many more signings do you think we'll make and in which positions um unfortunately um lads i think we're going to sign two more players and i think it'll be in the wrong positions i think we'll sign a right back and i think we'll sign another flipping center back and offload two center backs try and bring see we'll try to bring in a center forward over the line and it never happened i think that's ah, what you
1: excuse happened. bingo <laughs>
0: The, the thing is, that the longer this goes on with Bruce, the more of an apologist for the regime he's becoming. Like, when he first came in, I make my own sayings. I do this, I do that, I'm not going to let Bullshit. people tell me what to do. And as it goes on, it's like, it's just, you're starting to spout more and more shit, and it's starting to become a problem to me, um, because he's... Well, I say tactical prowess. It isn't the best to begin with. We're so inconsistent at the best of times. We don't put a run of performances together. There's one game we we'll look good. There's what the next will look appalling. The next will look we like will never play together. The, the next will look like it's for the 1978 Netherlands team. It's, like, it's so inconsistent, Paul, and it's a, it's a massive problem to me, and, and, and the press conferences don't help either, because one minute you saying Dwight Gale's, uh, like, he's going to rely on Dwight Gale, and next he's injured, basically trying to cover up that, we don't need a centre-forward, like, hold on a minute, we're top goal scorer, we've scored five, we're top goal scorer, we scored six last year, for John Joe Shelby, Right, fair enough, so that's a good season for John Joe Shelby, but no disrespect, you've got forwards there, that have scored, Seven goals between them all season. Carroll didn't score. Mutu scored in the cup, never got much of a chance. Gale scored four in a brace be- between the restart and the season. And Jolton scored two. So, like, that's seven in all competitions. That's over that's over 45 games between like, between them. Obviously, individually that'll be a lot more, but seven goals. It's it's horrendous. It's it's despicable for yeah. me. When you when you look down
1: yeah, it's 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 shit. It's shit. It, it, you know, to say that it's oh everything's okay, we're okay with strikers, is coming from somebody who hasn't got a clue about football. So that's got to be coming from a Lee Charnley or somebody like that. That cannot be coming from a man who's played that amount of football, because you know, Kyle, right? A team who's not scoring, right? There's major, major problems. If we could add just between five to ten goals per. You, over the course of the season that's going to catapult us up, up, up the league and and you know certainly in the bottom half of the table it's going to make a huge difference look at the, look at the Southampton that's you know the Southampton Cup look at the difference that Danny Ings makes look at the difference that Chris Wood makes at um Burnley he's scored yeah. about 15 goals and then 10 goals before that then 10 goals before that so double figures consistently since he's came in uh you know came into the club um if you're saying that the strikers are okay and stuff like that, you've not got a fucking clue. Uh, so it sounds as if he's just torn the party line. He's torn the Mike Ashley line. He's got pardew excuse. Bingo, he's founded at the training ground, and he's getting it back out. All these old pardew lines are over the line. Expectations. it too much from the fans. It's just bullshit. It's just PR spin. It's just it reeks of Keith Bishop coming out and say this, say this. Do this, say this, and you'll be right. And no, it's not what I want to hear from the manager. I want to hear truth, honesty. Um, I don't want to hear excuses because I've got a list of strikers here, Kyle, who rate from free transfers up to £20 million. And I'd argue that every single one of these strikers I've got on here, I'm just looking at, I've got a list here now. uh, I've got eight strikers, right? All right, go on. And fire these off, and tell me that any of them wouldn't improve Newcastle. And I'll, I've got the I've got the goal scoring records as well yet. So you've got Mario Balotelli, and I tell you what, it wouldn't be an uninteresting time with him playing. He's got a goals to game ratio of two point four seven. Uh, Callum Wilson, um, you've got Puky from Norwich, you've got King, you've got Gamero. Who, who could come at, He's only got a year left on his contract, and Valencia are having a fire sale. You've got Armstrong down at Blackburn, you've got Troy Deeney and you've got Woods at Burnley. And out of all of them, who do you think has got the best goals to games ratio?
0: Um, Gamero's a good goal scorer. I'll go with him.
1: Yeah, he's, he's available for a cheap knockdown fee. He's got one year left on his contract, he scores. On average i know he's in his 30s now but he, he'd be good to bring off the bench or good as a 2nd choice striker he's he scores every 2.8 games on average but he,
0: he isn't the most he isn't the most efficient on the list it's better than Jolan then i mean he paid played, played what 42 43 games last season he's gone on average three, that, both, a goal every 22 and a half games or every 21 and a half so it's a bit of yeah. an improvement but it, um, it's it's something,
1: Joe Linton. He's uh, he's got his missus uh, pregnant again, so there's 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 one uh, back of the net he can find for certain. Um, but no, on that list of uh, players, I mean, the player I hope not
0: miss. Put it out <laughs> <that> way.
1: <laughs> it would say a lot about that last as well, wouldn't it? If you had, um, yeah, it, it's actually Balotelli. Balotelli's got the best goals to game ratio of all of them at two point four seven. You've got Callum Wilson two point six nine. You've got Pookie who would probably be a, a, available at a decent uh, fee at 2.68. King is, I think, the worst at 4.44. Uh, we touched on Gamero already. Armstrong, 3.25 per goal. Deeney again, just the same as Armstrong, 3.25. And Woods, 2.67. And it's Woods who I would go with because he's more in the, um, he's more in the sort of mould of a Solomon Rondon. And he worked for Newcastle. I think... Woods is available for about 13 million pounds. They signed him for 15 million, Kyle, back in the days. He's played a few different clubs before, but I think we could get somebody like Woods in and then partner him with that lad down at um, Liverpool. Um, And I just think he'd be a focal point. He'd work the line. He can score goals. He's scored, um, it? he's got 35 goals in the past three seasons. I think he would suit our style of play. And I think I could see him linking up with the likes of uh, ASM and Miggy, uh, really, really well. Obviously, Jeff Hendricks knows him as well, so there's another positive relationship. Yeah. So I would, I would personally go with him. But I've seen people mention Balotelli was available on free transfer, and I, uh, I know what be. you're saying, and he's he's mental. I agree, but it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be dull with him about, would it?
0: We'd have something no, to talk but, about could it? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't think, I I just don't see it, mate. I just in the top leagues. I think he's shit. Um, in Italy, in France, he's done great, but top leagues, not. Nah. Um, I'll go for out of the out of the eight you've mentioned. I'll go for either Kevin Gamero or I would go for uh Callum Wilson. I think Callum Wilson, such an natural Wilson, scorer. You um, uh, you guarantee your goals, and I've and I, I've said this to you before, mate. In regards to the signs that we'd need to make, we not if we'll push the boat out, we're not far off from a top ten finish. Um or even trying to challenge for this new third tier of European football that's coming. Do you Yeah, know? the conference and like You're I know conference. the current team suggests relegation, but like if you add four or five quality players to that team, you know, then, then you've got a good team to push on. But like mm. It's just such a bleak time because we know for a fact we're not going to make them. And with the questions that have been asked, I, I, I honestly don't think we'll bring it forward because Bruce seems that happy with what he's got. And it's just, it's so, it pisses it's me off so much because six, yeah. goals, five, six goals, top goal scorer. You sent a forward, top goal scorer, four goals. And he's happy with that. It's, it's our squad,
1: Kyle. Our squad. It, it, the thing is, our first team, when everybody's fit, Imagine everybody's fit. Our first team isn't bad, but as soon as you pick up one or two injuries, so you've lost Gale, you've lost Dubravka, and all of a sudden, the the quality that you're bringing in isn't of the the same ilk. I mean, we've got Elias uh, Sorensen still at the club. To me, at the moment, I'd be having him in and around the first team because he can't be any worse than what we've got uh, and we're struggling and it won't be too long before Andy Carroll's injured again. But you're quite right, Gamero... He's available at Valencia for a knockdown fee. They're having a fire sale at the moment. They're desperate for money. I know he's in his 30s, but if you brought in a Gamero, if you brought in Charlie Woods, you'd probably have a decent amount of change out of, you know, well, we said Woods is available allegedly for around about 13 million. Gamero, a couple of million. So for 15, 16 million, that yeah, potentially exactly. could could sort you out. Now, if you get rid of Muto and you can get three or four million off him, that's not a bad outlay. Um, to be able to you know strengthen in
0: the other areas that we need potentially maybe get a loan in for for the winger situation. What about Emi the Why Paul? He'd be available from Chelsea. There's a there's a good one right there. He's clinical as out for Borussia Dortmund. It's just the wages. It's the wages,
1: isn't it? That he's on. That's the. Well, um, that's the problem there. Well, allegedly, well, we're going
0: to give Bentelep Bente, like 96 grand a week. So what's the problem I'm giving? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the problem I'm giving Butchowi? Someone who will score you 10 to 15 goals, and that's what we need. So I'll go for either Butchowi, Rian Brewster. I would we'll go with uh, getting Rondon back or something like that, or you know, um, or Gamero because I think Gamero would be a decent signing. he's a natural goal scorer? But um...
1: we've scouted him and wanted him as well for years, haven't we, Gamero? We 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 followed him. Literally it feels like every close season we've been linked with him. I mean personally, okay. if I was picking if I was picking between the lot, um I think I'd probably go with uh, Wilson and f- for sure. I mean I know he's I think he's scored what ninety one goals in two hundred and forty five games, and I'd go for Woods as well. Obviously, Woods, he fits into the Solomon Rondon mold for me. Uh, and Callum Wilson, he's just exciting. He'd get the fans on side. Um he, he he has only scored double figures once for Bournemouth, but to be fair, he's been in a struggling team and this, that and the other. So if we can play a little bit better football, if we can get ASM and Miggy more on the ball and more involved, and they have to score more goals this season as well, Kyle. Uh, I love both of them players, but they have to score a few more goals this season. Uh, then we can have a better, a better season, but ultimately Newcastle have got to get the checkbook out because what is the club going to be worth mr ashley if we go down and we're relegated again or because you wouldn't sign a striker and you wouldn't equip you know the the the, the team but we're just impotent at the moment um we've got nothing up front it's 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 embarrassing it's absolutely embarrassing
0: not not nearly enough firepower but um We'll move on to the next question. I think, yeah, to sum up the answers, I think, for, as I said at the start, we'll bring in a right-back and we'll bring in a centre-back and I think that'll be it. Um, And he'll yeah. yeah, rest on his laurels. And then if we we'll have a bad start of the season, then people will say, well, we didn't need a forward, did we? Um, But on to the next question from Anthony again. Will Bruce make it to Christmas? Now, the hmm. conversation we just had regarding a forward, if he doesn't bring in a forward, we'll have a shit start of the season. I think... Fans are looking for something to to just have at with and just have dealt the frustration out because this takeover has took it out of most of it. Um there's not many optimists left. Trust me on that. Um I'm ever an optimist with Newcastle, but this this uh, last couple of months has probably sucked it out of us like um, and I think if Bruce has a bad start of the season, he shows utter incompetence. Shows incompetence in not signing a striker. Well, I've no. It, it, I think if Andy Carroll inevitably gets injured, um, sold, Gale's injured, and they, I think if you're left with Jordan Joelinton, and Jordan's not firing for you, I honestly think you'll get the. You'll. I, I think you will get to Christmas because of the way Mike Ashley is and the way Charlie is. But that's the only reason. I think anyone of competence at a high level. Would have would have got rid of him, and then in fact, anyone of competence wouldn't have employed him. But um it's a uh,
1: it's Lee Johnny's it, fetish, though, isn't it? For nineteen x ex-Man United um, X-Man reject X-Man X-Man as well. Yeah. It, 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 yeah,
0: Carver, McLaren. all of
1: the same ilk, aren't they? From the same yeah. club, like cloth and same. Uh,
0: you yeah, know who will be next for if... Mark Hughes? If we sack Bruce, it'll be Mark oh. Hughes do you know what I mean? Or, or Moyes when he gets sacked at West Ham, we'll, we'll end up with someone's shit, or, or another Sam Allardyce again because he's got a thing for calling him up when when we got an when when we uh, got a vacancy. Or Sam, come and save with like that's that's what he's about. It's just uh, it's it's so depressing because I, I honestly I think if uh, the man if Steve Bruce loses his job, will not get a Rafa approach and want uh, to to come in for the job again. Not nah. a chance. So, un- unless a takeover was to happen beforehand, which I'm probably in the real... I've came to the realis- realisation now that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I think if Bruce was to come in, come in, if Bruce was to be fobbed off, you're looking at an Alan Kerbishley, Mark Hughes, Alan Pardew level appointment coming back um to haunt when a relegate would to be honest. So, if Bruce doesn't start well... I can only see it getting worse, not better. What are you reckon, Paul?
1: I uh, totally agree, mate. I, I think the pressure is on uh, big time. You know, like you said, you come in with the fanfare, I'm, I'm my own man, and I'm not going to be doing things the wrap away and this, that and the other. And very slowly, it's um, just sort of disintegrated into this predictable pattern. Um, and... Every decision is short term. The communication gets worse and worse and worse. Um, it's got all the hallmarks of an absolute car crash this season. Before we start, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we have a fantastic season, Kyle. I hope that ASM and Miggy notch a few more goals. I hope we sign the striker. I hope Gail hurries back and gets fit and gives us a, a different option. I hope Carol stays fit and we see. Uh, last hoorah out of uh, Andy Carroll I really, really do but I'm I'm a realist I I am a realist and like I said, I can just see a car crash ahead, I agree with you Uh, I can maybe see two or three signings coming in but perhaps they're not being to the areas that we need Personally, I think we need two strikers I think we need a winger desperately and I think we need at least two fullbacks Um, and I think a few need to be shifted out as well uh, I've heard stuff in, in the social media that Bruce expects four sign-ins in 17 days. It's now down to 16 uh-huh. days. Best of British with that. I mean, if if, if anybody... I mean, I know Rafa was duped by Lee Charnley and stuff before. Uh, if he thinks that he could do four sign-ins in 16 days, then... Um, I'd, I'd I'd have him into the drugs room for testing because he must be smoking something. He must be off his absolute tits because <laughs> oh, Charlie only that, got yeah. one speed. <laughs> Honestly, mate, he's only got one speed and it's fucking as slow as a snail. Um, oh, you'd, you'd think you'd think that Mrs. Charlie would be trying to throw the useless bastard out of the door every morning. Get some work done. Get from out. Of, get from under my feet, you useless bastard. Um, but. I mean, we don't see. Him. When was the last time we actually saw or heard from Lee Charnley? Uh, I think he's got a lot to answer for. I think he gets away scot free. I think Bruce gets all of the um, all of the shit, and I don't know. Uh, Charnley must wear Teflon or something like that because it just doesn't now it seems to stick to the man. Uh, he claims to be a Newcastle supporter. Kyle, don't don't take that's, the piss the because story. there's no Newcastle supporter that that would ever run the club in that absolutely hideous, atrocious. Where um, he needs to get some graft done over these next couple of days because uh, I think, was it uh, Kegs said it uh, on Sky Sports that you might as well keep the COVID 19 thing up for the rest of the season? Because how many Newcastle fans are going to want to go back given the situation as it is with the takeover, with how the Premier League's fucked us over? With how there's been no investment in the squad, with how we, the the squad is so unbalanced, it is paper thin. There's a lack of quality. You know, for years, we, we, everybody in the mother knows that you can get down Newcastle's fullbacks. It is easy as is as, as easy as a prostitute dropping her knickers. You know, it, there's there's no surprises. We we don't try and fix the problems at the club. We just paper over the cracks, um, and. I mean, I, I class myself as a die-hard Newcastle fan, but I am as—I've never been as pissed off um, with with the product and the team and everything else as I am now. Um, and I think it's going to be a long, long, hard uh, season. And if Ashley thinks he can get through with four favourites to be relegated, if he thinks we can limp through, he's—he's he's got an, another thing coming then you're not going to get your 300 million for the club. You're not going to get people coming back in for the club. Um, I would urge anybody from the club who's listening, and we know that certain people do listen from the club as well, from communications that we've had, um, that you act in the best interests. You try and equip the team to do something, you know, um, because something's got to happen to help help the supporters out. It's never been this bad, Kyle. It's never been this bad.
0: No, nah, it hasn't. It's uh, Like I said to you last episode, mate, it's the most deflated uh, going into a season I've ever felt because we've been screwed over by the Premier League big time. We've been screwed over yet again by what seems one manager and owner. We're just a team sitting, waiting to be relegated, and all these people who w- were against would be in sports, that soggy woman, uh, Amnesty all these people that were chucking the 50 pence in regarding this takeover. haven't mentioned Newcastle since. Yeah, it's the fans who have to sit with the aftermath of what's going on. And we're just sitting hoping, is the takeover going to be going back on? Is there anything that can be done? And we're just sitting waiting. We're either waiting for a takeover or waiting to be relegated. And that's such a depressing feeling. There's no hope. There's no ambition. Like, if you were a footballer, I don't even... Unless you had a... um, like a, an affiliation to support Newcastle, or if your dad supported them, or something like that, you wouldn't come here. Like you just, you just wouldn't. I don't get the pull of coming here anymore. It took it took, we, it, it took nine months to agree terms with a lad who's from North Shields. He's, be, he's been born and raised in North Shields, loves Newcastle United, wants to stay at Newcastle United, and it took where nine months to get that deal for been done. And he loves Newcastle United. So what, what, how we're gonna try and talk someone? Of, uh, who's played for? Who's played at a decent level and trying to bring? Or come up the Newcastle? What? Or what's the ambition? He's not going to do anything. In a couple of years, no. We're waiting for a takeover. Yeah. We're waiting to go down. Like nobody's going to want to come here, and it's just like there's no there's no pull anymore. It's dead. It's like it's a really sad feeling, Paul. And
1: we just cut adrift. We're at the Mary Celeste. We just literally cut cut adrift. We're like a dinghy. Uh, cut adrift in amongst all these great uh, massive uh, cruise ships. And you know, y- you see the likes of uh, Chelsea going out, splurging 200 million. Um, I'm, I'm all for the fact that businesses have been affected by coronavirus, uh, Kyle, and stuff. But when you see Manchester City pumping money, when you see Chelsea pumping money, when you not see the team Leeds. pumping money, Lita Le- yeah.
0: spent 30 million on Rodrigo from Valencia. I exactly. killed Rodrigo up front. But now we've got Joel in and hoping Dwight Gill can stay fit enough, or Andy Carroll can stay fit enough for a game. It's a joke. It's, it's an a, excuse, mate. It's, it's an fair. excuse. That's
1: all it ever is. And because Lee Chan, he never has to be held to account. He's got a he's got a boss who doesn't give a shit. Who's literally who's put the keys in an envelope and posted them through the door. He doesn't care. So there's no accountability there. There's no you haven't reached these goals. Think about it as like football manager. Every season you assessed against a certain amount of criteria. And if you consistently fail, then you're obviously you're out of a job. Lee Charney, he has none of that. Yeah. And then that filters down. So Lee Charney then looks at the manager and says, Did you get your you know, did do we progress? Do we do well? Do we develop players? Did we sign good players? Do we buy good players cheap? And have we sold them on? Uh, you know, are you generating finances? Is the club moving forward? There's none of those questions that is ever asked at Newcastle, and it's depressing, it's pathetic, it's a lack of leadership. We are absolutely rudderless. The manager is a dead man walking. As soon as anybody takes the club over, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of Steve Bruce. You know, it looks like he should okay. be in a Werber's original advert. Uh, it's not a good look <laughs> at all for anybody who, uh, you know, has going to buy a football club over. But at Newcastle, it's all right because... W- 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 it's somebody who, who does the job and he does it cheap. And that's 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 the that's the only thing. And it feels like for Newcastle, we're just happy. Like the Man City game perfectly summed us up. We were happy to lose. We just didn't want to lose by too many. And that's exactly. Newcastle's mantra. As long as we just stay up, it doesn't you matter whether five. we lose. It doesn't matter whether we get knocked out of cups. It just doesn't matter. If we do get beaten, it doesn't matter if we, if we get beaten. Just not by too many plays. No. No football fan wants that. And that's what I'm saying about Bruce. It's like, do you honestly think that somebody with a football brain who wants to honestly develop it, who thinks he's in the job for a long term, would be happy to go into the season with potentially just Joe Linton fit, who isn't even a, who isn't even a half-fit striker. If you listen to Malcolm McDonald talking about Joe Linton, he's not a striker. It's not in him. It's not in him. He's, he's. I think uh, Mick Laws as well said, fantastic athlete, but he's not a footballer. hasn't got the intelligence. He hasn't got the movement. He hasn't got the instinct. You can't. The certain things you can coach, Kyle. The certain things you can't. And he doesn't have the attributes that you can bring in to improve him. So Steve Bruce, he talks about. I've been knocking the door down. The only door he's knocked down is the one to the fucking canteen or the tea room. He hasn't been knocking Charlie's door down. That's for certain. You know, put me put me as the head coach. Put me as manager at Newcastle. I'll show you knocking a few fucking doors down. I'll show you rattling some heads. I'll show you some team selections. I'll show you on resurvey. No, you, you're not even playing. No, don't even come down to York with us. you shit. I'm getting <laughs> rid of you. You're not up to standards. You've never been. You've mugged us off. Get on to your agent and fuck off. And it needs it needs some straight talking because I just argue it's not good enough for our club, it's not good enough for Newcastle United. No. You know, we we're going round now, Carl, and this is why we're going to it's like a scene out of Oliver and you're going around with it with a hat begging, please please, Chelsea, please <laughs> Liverpool, can we have a striker? You can't <laughs> even afford to peaceful wages. Can we can we pay ten percent? Come on, man, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It is, it's embarrassing. Um when Brentford can outdo you in the Championship.
0: With one of our former players. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and and when we're desperate and we can't afford to buy strikers off Bournemouth. Now, I remember Bournemouth literally uh, clinging into league existence not too long ago by literally a Clegnet. They stayed in the league by a Clegnet. They went all the way up to the Premier League and they've signed better players than than us. Look at, like... um, but the I'm winger that, that went, that, that, you know, I know he he, he dropped a minute a bit. He's been linked to us, hasn't he? Um, right, is it Ryan Fraser? Yeah, um, Ryan. Fraser,
0: that's the one the free agent. I would love him at the, the two. Love,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And he's 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 been linked, but he he went to a Bournemouth, right? He's gone to a Bournemouth, and it was the same with Callum Wilson. It's the same with Josh King. Bournemouth, although they were relegated, they've got a lot of players who would be better and who would walk into our team. This was a this was a, a club. Uh, like I said, hung on to their league existence by a clegnet, uh, and yet for a long time they've been outperforming us. You know that the ground looks like it's scunforps. it's that yeah. bad, it's that small, and, and, and it's this is not just a one anybody can accept one season of issues and problems, but this is re- it's just oh, rinse yeah. and repeat. Fuck the well, Newcastle well. fans over, fuck the fan base over, fuck the team over, rinse and repeat, and then it gets to the stage where. Like you said, if you're a player, why come to Newcastle? Because we don't go for Cups and we're never going to win the league title. We're never going to qualify for the Champions League at the moment. We're never going to even get into the Europa League. So you, you, you're praying, you're praying just to get into this new Europa Conference League. And I'll tell you something, Cal, that's going to take us signing a striker who can
0: score more than 10 goals.
1: Well, like we need a striker boring. to get to
0: oh, the top half the table, or you can forget about this. Five or six players of quality, and then the depth that depth that's there, you know, would have a would have like a top ten side, top eight side, but they're never going to push the ball out, and that's why Rafa left. Unfortunately, mate. But um, yeah, that answers your question, Anthony. We'll move on to the last three questions now. And uh, Richard messaged within. He was there. Uh, he says, "What do you think of going after one of our old players in Adam Armstrong? As there has been links." Um, i'm not sure mate, because he didn't really get a chance at newcastle he when he got a chance up front it was too early um he only got one start as a strike um, the rest of the time he was playing on the right under benitez um he's went to blackburn he's done bloody well i will say that but
1: hasn't always played a strike though again at
0: the same time I, I don't know i mean don't get us wrong i'm 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 the biggest fan of having the the local lads play and, and things like that. But if it's similar to the Ream Brewster thing, if we were to bring him in would need a bit of experience to come with him, like a Troy Deeney, um like a Chris Wood, like a Michi Bachwai, like that caliber player to come with him. So if they're not firing, obviously you can bring him on and if he he progresses, he can then play in the first team. You know, a bit like when we first signed Perez, he wasn't expected expect to do much, but he grew into that player. And uh, then these last three seasons as Newcastle's top goal scorer before he finally went to Leicester. That's the right way of going about it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would welcome Armstrong back, but as long as we brought someone else with him, because if you bring him in to be the main man, it's not going to work. Do you know what I mean? Would do, You don't want to pay the room at 8 to 10 million for what could be another flop because we've spent enough money on flops as it is so yeah i would definitely look at it but at the same time you'd want some experience with it,
1: nah, it Yeah, it would be a no it would be a no from me mate as well because uh i think he's got I'm just looking down i think 81 goals out of 264 games average of uh, 3.25 um Games for you know for, for goals and stuff like that. Uh, it's not enough. He's played wide right when he's been down at Blackburn. Uh, he's got a few spectacular goals, I will say that. Um, yeah. I think it's stupid when you ask to sell players like him that they haven't put sell-on fees, they haven't put buyback prices in the contracts. I find
0: it could that have a been, bit. Tony and Armstrong, oh, and there you yeah. You would have been able to bring two forwards in there. Exactly because you what,
1: don't know. Because uh, the thing is, if but, they do well they either get sold on and you get a nice tidy, like with, with the Tony one, we're going to get £3 million from that deal in going to Brentford, right? You either get that or you get the option to buy them back and, you know, you get a player who's technically still cheap by, you know, current market standards. So either which way, it's a winner-winner. But again, we've got Lee Charlie the man who, uh, you know, probably can't tie his own shoelaces in, t- in charge of the club. Uh, but with Armstrong, it, it's just not enough... Um, it's, it, there's not enough goals there for me. There's not enough goals. Uh, we we're not in the um, the 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 avenues of we are able to take risks. We can't. We need to fire things. You need a Callum Wilson. You need a Troy Deeney. You need uh, a Woods. Even a Pookie down at uh, you know from Norwich with a, a goals uh, every two point six eight games isn't bad. I take him. Anybody just somebody who's proven who can stick that ball. In the net, it's the hardest thing to do Kyle, on the entire football pitch. Uh, and like I said, we can't take chances like an Adam, um, like a, an Armstrong,
0: mm, true. I mean, the second last questions to do, which I tried, Dini we might as well go on to it. Uh, would yep. you take Troy on loan? Um, in a heartbeat, he's uh said he said a couple of years ago now that he would actually come to Newcastle, and it's always one of them clubs he's wanted wanted to play for because of the size of the club. and, the way he is as a centre forward and as a person and stuff, I think he'd fit right in up here. He's a he's a bit mad, um, loves his banter and stuff, and uh, he has
1: a connection, doesn't he, with the audience,
0: with the fans. Um, good in the air, good striker, maybe a little bit past his best, maybe, but I think he would come up here on a heartbeat to play for Newcastle. I know he's missed Watford and stuff, but I think he'd come up here and he fit the he fit the criteria as well i don't think he'd score 20 goals but i think he'd get you between 8 and 15 goals i think i think i think that'd be a really good return he
1: 151 in his career i've got down here uh, a, a goal every uh, 3.25 games but again like we said with um wilson it would fit the solomon rondon, rondon s style uh, of being a focal point, and, and I mean, who, who's to say? Like again, forward thinking. Watford potentially in the Championship for a season. Offer him to Watford. We take him on loan for one season, and then yeah. if they get promoted, they get the player back. And if not, then we get chance to you know potentially you know purchase him. Uh, he's on a decent wage packet. I think he's on close to a hundred thousand. Uh, uh, so the he- wage. Yeah, that's well, from a report I read today about him, he's on good, good wages down there. I was shocked. But he's on high wages. So we'd have to come to some sort of agreement on that. Um but I think he'd be the sort of striker that fans would connect to. Um and I think he's one of them that wears the he's he's hard on, on the sleeve. He's an honest player all day long. Uh he would score goals. I think he'd get you somewhere near. Potentially 10 goals, I think he'd get you between seven to ten goals. More, and if, yeah, and if ASM can, can um, notch a couple of more times because his uh, goals to shots percentage is quite low, if he can show improvement on that from last season, which I think he's more than capable of, if Mickey can do the same and just you know contribute a little bit more than what they're doing at the moment, which again he took a while to get going, um, I think the entire boost to the entire team could be really good. But, uh, yeah, I think Danny is a, a more than decent shout. I think he'd do good. And, again, he's proven, the proven Premier League top-flight player. Mm. He's not he's not taking a risk. It's a pretty much sure thing that he will get you some goals.
0: But any, any of the strikers that we spoke about tonight, Paul, I think all of them, would offer something to Newcastle. It, it, it's that desperate at the minute for a striker. I think any of them would offer something, so I'd welcome any of them. Maybe apart from Balotelli, as I kind of stand the way he goes on, but that's that's the only one I probably... Oh, he's like, um, <laughs> it's not It's just his attitude all around mate. He's one lazy footballer. Um, It might cut it in France. He's a, he's a bit fun,
1: of a knobby. But
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably the only one I wouldn't go for. But the final question is actually... um from me, dad, who's an avid listener of the podcast. And to be honest, he's got more of an affiliation for, for Paul than he does for me. He's always messaging us about about <laughs> Paul. <laughs> but uh, to, hello, dad. But um, he's messaging why we, why we insisting on going for centre backs instead of strikers. Well, I'll tell you why, dad, it's because our manager is incompetent and stupid because uh, he prefers Shane Duffy over buying a, a centre forward. I mean, if we go and get, if we get rid of Fabian share and, and bringing Shane Duffy—that'd be the biggest crime against football I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Cause Shane is a is a brilliant technical footballer. It's just he's had a bad season. There's a good player in there. It's just Steve Bruce with his dinosaur philosophy of football. Or oh, you've got to have an old school centre back pairing. Take Shane yeah. is such a good player. And I think next to where um, a Lascelles or a Lejeune or a Clark, he works well. But with Fernandez, he just doesn't click mm. um, for whatever reason or another. Form, but,
1: form is temporary, class is permanent. Yeah,
0: um one hundred percent. You know,
1: we've we said this before. Like at the end of the day, it wasn't too long ago that he was being linked to Spurs, big money moves. Everybody was raving about him. He's got a strike on him. He can score a goal. Cher is a, a is a fantastic defender on his day. He's just had a few bad. I think he's had some bad injuries. He hasn't come back, uh, you know, to, to full yet. But I'm sure that he would do. Um, and you know, take the Everton game out where it was just like, you know, oh Steve, yes Steve, should we bring another centre back on? Well why not Steve? What a great idea, Steve. Uh, and there was literally just a conveyor belt of central defenders coming on, and somehow. Some way, on that particular day, everything just clicked and it worked and we rescued a point. But you can't be that lucky. <laughs> and it was like the beginning of last season. You, you can't be expecting centre-backs to notch all the time. The strikers have got to show a bit of professional pride If what they're doing. They are supposed to lead the goal-scoring charts. Um, so he's got to stop with this fetish for defenders. We've got enough central defenders. We really do. Yeah. Um to the point where we've loaned out Kellen Watts, um, you know, for, for the season down to, down to Division 3. It's a bit bit lower down that, but we've loaned him out to Division 3 uh, Division side. Um, so if you were that desperate for another centre back, you could have just kept him. Uh, and I think that would have been a much better decision. But no, to answer the question, we need to sign strikers, man. He needs to stop um, messing about and. You
0: know, he's you a little man. we so We've got it's five <laughs> centre backs there. We're looking to play four at the back next season. We need a right back desperately. You need offload two, obviously, and keep Manquillo. Um, you need you need two centre forwards. It's just a case of prioritizing. I think we're fine in midfield. We need another winger. Ryan Fraser will be very welcome. You're not cutting any budget with that one. Uh, Michi Bachiwai on loan, you're not cutting anything with that one. So there's still quality players out there, even though you have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. So stop messing about with these centre-backs, Bruce, and, and prioritise the squad in keeping them up next season because if we keep what we've got up front, we're towing the line between 17th and 18th next season and that's the best we're going to get. We'll have to hope Maxim and Almiron and... Uh, the midfield and defenders in set pieces keep up again, which two seasons in a row, I mean, strikers keep you up at the end of the day. I mean, we've got a solid defence there. If you went and bought all of Bournemouth's attack, King, Wilson, Fraser, Brooks, if you went and got all them and mixed them with our defence in midfield, you know, you'd have a good, decent team. So we just need, a, we, we need an attack, just like Bournemouth last season needed a defence. And when they didn't correct it, they went down. Or even look, look at um, look at um, Middlesbrough. They had a great defense. They had one of the best defenses in the league when they got relegated from the Premier League. Why? Because they couldn't score goals. And those goals who, win games. I, I think the same goes. Those who um don't learn from history are destined to re- are destined to repeat it. So, it, like it's it's just it's just it's n- no because
1: You can see it. I can see it. You your dad can see it. Everybody can see we are desperate for a goal scorer. And don't come out, Bruce, with this old, well, it's the old magic and the old link between Newcastle fans and strikers. No, it's not. It's because we've seen the shit that we've been playing and it's a desperation and it's an obvious need. We yeah. we are absolutely desperate for a left back and desperate for, I would say, two strikers and a winger. We also need a right back, but we're not as desperate for right back is what we are for strikers so it's, if you've got a lump of money and he's come out and he said it's not as bad as what the Newcastle fans are thinking, right?
0: Sure, prove it.
1: So yeah, prove it. Splash a bit, a bit of the cash. If you've got £30 million, spend it on two strikers and bring in the loan uh, left back. Do you know what I mean? At, at the end of the day, it pains me to say but if we can't get another winger in, then we're going to have to deal with the backups that we've got and pray that the lads who have got the shirts to start week in week out, stay fit. You know mm. we've got Atsu and Murphy as as, as as fucking backups. I know that's shit, but at it's least probably. we do have some backups at left back. We've nobody at striker. We've got Joe Linton, who was the new yondal Thomason. And, and and then Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll's an injury waiting to happen. He's he's hearts in it. I don't doubt that. You know, it's a fantastic story. It's it's the romance of football, but his body's failing him. So you've not got a, you've not really got a striker at all to talk about, and he's going around with his fingers in his ears, doing any Josep Perez. <laughs> take your fingers out your ears, get on the phone, and make a few things happen. We we've, we've gone through a whole load of players there, Kyle, who are available, who are realistic. No, we're not saying, um, oh, I, I spotted uh, Messi up at Greg's up at you know Newcastle. You know what I mean? We're not like making stupid demands and stuff like that. You know, like what some other clubs would make. We have to just some realistic options up, to, up top, to be able to. We, I mean, you don't expect it. I don't expect it. We, we never expect a, a cup run, a cup win. We're not expecting to qualify for Europe. We just want to be a little bit more comfortable than what we were last season. I
0: have a bit of hope and of I, doing so.
1: Yeah, and, and and just a bit of hope that there will be a bit of progression that. there there is a plan we can play a little bit better football the football was pretty bad at times but again bruce papered over the cracks look at chelsea at home everybody remembers the goal at the end nobody remembers the shit that went before it same as everton away at woodland park nobody remembers the dross of the 90 minutes i do we were down there (laughs) we were front row it was shite it was literally shite the last two minutes That is all you take away from that game and you just sit there and you laugh when you think about this. But (laughs) but ultimately, Steve Bruce's luck and he's been a lucky boy. Look at the Manchester United game. You know, those sort of situations. Time and time and time again, we had more luck. The Watford game at home as well, that comes to mind. Well, we've been lucky. God damn lucky to um, to get wins. Things have gone for us. But if things go against us,
0: We'll no be big decisions either. Yeah.
1: Against yeah. So, if he's not careful, he'll be out of a job. We'll be bottom, heading towards relegation. I mean, I've got the father-in-law joking on, putting comments on the page. If you look, if you don't beat Barnsley by six goals to nil, then you, you you're probably going to be going down next season. He's probably got a fucking point, and I'm like, I said, well, I don't know who's going to be playing up top against us, because we've. We've not got anyone. Big hey, jewel to Whitman score 20 goals he's next got- season. Watch. Well, he's he's in quarantine, oh, isn't he? Quarantine. I mean, how I, 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 I stupid. Bloody quarant quarantine when we're down on down on numbers, he's gone to somewhere that he shouldn't have gone on holiday. Um it's it's it can only happen at Newcastle, I suppose. But yeah. um, on saying that, there's probably other footballers who've done it as well, but um really? oh the joys of being Newcastle supporters—it's a painful, it's a painful thing. It's supposed to give us joy and pleasure, but it, um, yes. Oh, and just whilst we're on, I was just about to comment about hair, but just whilst we're on on that, um, did you hear the news about Coloccini today? Talking about COVID.
0: I did um, I wish him well? I, I hope. I hope him um, best recovery because I know. There was a couple of people on social media giving him shit saying he was bad towards the end, but that, that's got nothing to do with the the man that is that is Colicini. Uh obviously getting covid nineteen and stuff. It's it's pretty serious. His life could be in danger, you know. So I don't wish him any any ill health, anything. I hope he gets the, yeah, all the, the very best recovery from, from all the new and, supporters. And smashes it out the park a bit like that overhead kick back in the day when he broke his back. Um, kicking it up and doing overhead kicking. That he was out for four months for that. But um, no, all the best, Colacini. Love my life, always, as the song goes. But um, I want uh, curly hair too,
1: Kyle. (laughs) 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 I'd have any any hair, but I curly or or straight to be honest. Gone, but this
0: bloody club. It's a, it, it, I, I, I completely forgot about that with Collegini. So, cheers for reminding us, Paul. It's a good way to end. Wishing, yeah. him, um, wishing him well in health. But later on in the week, we've got a uh, mean, Paul thought we'd do a bit of a laugh because we got sent in a um, request from Reese Robson uh, from Facebook. He sent Wayne a couple of requests for shows of the best Premier League team of the Premier League era for Newcastle and the worst. So me and Paul have decided we're going to do those two episodes and uh, have a bit of a laugh of it, especially the mm. worst one. Can laugh about how shit. Well, shit- he, he, he's how- a
1: hint. He's a hint, right? See so if you can work it out. He's a spoiler. Christian Atsu is in one of them teams. <thing>.
0: <laughs> can you guess which, which one? one best
1: or worst? Best I, or worst?
0: I think that's the best cliffhanger we can possibly leave it on, Paul. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been a blast, like always. As we hit uh, 90 minutes of the podcast, so we're uh, being a blast. Check out the <laughs> podcast in the next week. If you haven't listened to our previous podcasts, are still. Fairly in date, most of them with the 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 first, second, and third. Maybe even the I think all of them are. To be fair, I think if you just want to rattle through them and listen to all of our podcasts, fantastic. Keep support; one we very much appreciate. But we'll catch you all on the next one. And uh, yeah, have been Kyle, been with Paul, and uh, yeah, Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast signing off. See us in a bit. Keep it too.